Hey y'all, welcome back to the Top Down Podcast. Today, we are going to be doing something similar to a podcast we did a few weeks ago where we did a deep dive into Bethesda, except today we are going to be doing that with Rockstar. I am joined once again by my good friend Connor, and I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to him and he's going to get things started. Hello. If you don't know who Rockstar is, I don't know where you've been the past 10 years because they've made some great games, some that have gone for through three consoles somehow, which is both annoying a little bit, but also outstanding to think that a game can outlive two consoles. But I would like to start with the GTA series. It's probably the most popular series that Rockstar has done. It could be argued that is one of the most popular video game series ever. I will say, I, I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but Grand Theft Auto V is number two for most sold video game all time behind Minecraft. So just like for perspective for the people listening. The only like series I think could have some type of a like counterpoint to the GTA series being the most popular is Mario. You know, Mario has had some of the highest selling games of all time. And then they continuously put out more and they're good ones and they keep getting better. So there are definitely competitors to it, but GTA is still up there, especially with the release of GTA 5. And it is extremely long shelf life. With that being said, they've made all the GTAs from GTA 1 to 5. And then they have the various ones in between, like, uh, San Andreas, Vice City, uh, Liberty City, Chinatown. I think that's it. I think that's all the ones that don't have like one, two, three, four, and five in them. Yeah, that is. Okay. So they have a lot of games and it has evolved a great amount since the very beginning. Because if you don't know how GTA started... GTA 1 was supposed to be a racing game, I believe. And then there was like this glitch with the cops. And it's basically kind of what GTA is now with the cops. And they said, huh, maybe this shouldn't be a glitch. Maybe we should make the game this way. So they did. And then it slowly evolved into GTA 5. So it was just like a Bob Ross painting. There are no mistake, just happy accidents. <laughs> There's so much to talk about with GTA because it has had such a long life cycle that there is so much to talk about. There isn't, you know, just the story and the online. They continuously make stuff for it and they continuously update it and try to improve on it, which I think is great. Sometimes they don't actually hit the head or hit the nail on the head with the stuff that they do. And sometimes people argue that they take a long time to do stuff. But they've done great, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I think they could be better with GTA. But, I mean, they put out probably one of the better online updates recently with the new heist. I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> but they made a completely whole new area of the game. And that you can travel to and then come back and go back and forth. But 
no one thought that they were going to do that because they had continuously for so many years just added on to the world that they've had. And there's like, you know what? Let's add an island. And you can do stuff on the island and make more money. So that was really surprising to people that they did that. And I think that's what they should continue to do with their games is that they shouldn't be complacent on just having the base game, like the base thing they start out with, you know, the base map, the base, whatever you want to call it. I think they should expand on what they have. I'm trying to find a good segue into RDR. <laughs> You're good. I, I will say just two quick things about GTA before we go into RDR. The thing is, I know I've said it a million times, I am a complete casual gamer, and I feel like that provides an interesting perspective because while Connor has played everything under the sun, I like look at things from like a layman's perspective, and that could be interesting. Um, for me, growing up, I always knew MMORPGs existed, and I know that GTA is not one of those. However, the GTA 5 online situation, the GTA online situation, to me, growing up, I always saw that as like the quote-unquote pioneer that like led to all the other games that we have now who have like the online versions of their specific franchises or games or whatnot. Like to me, it always felt like GTA did it, and then they did it well, and then everybody was like, well, shit, now we got to do it, if that makes sense. Um, like an what, elder what children. Thing? Sorry. No, you're good. You, you can go. I was just going to give random examples. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you, what are some examples? <laughs> so, like, I know technically this is also Rockstar, but Red Dead Online, Elder Scrolls Online, the, I guess, technically, didn't you say that Fallout 76 is completely online where you just play with other people? Yeah, it is. So, like, the kind of thing where, like, you take a franchise online with the hope that you don't have to make more games because you can just support that online part. And I know that that was a thing that MMORPGs were doing for a while. And once again, not none of the games I mentioned are MMORPGs, but like they took their genre franchises and like kind of put them there and then it just kind of worked. Because like I feel like me personally nowadays, everybody's playing some kind of online something. So that was, I just, to me, it always felt like GTA was like the pioneer of that, even if they weren't necessarily the first to do it. Cause I have no idea if there was one that came out in like 2011 that like, I just don't know, but yeah. Cause I, it looked like it was 2013. So I was trying to fact check myself before I said it. If I'm wrong, I do apologize. But yeah, coming from a casual, it always felt to me like GTA kind of pioneered that we're going to have an online that we're just going to continuously support. And then all the other franchises kind of followed suit. I agree with what you said. However, Elder Scrolls Online is an MMORPG. It's straight up, that's what it is. Okay. It is not GTA Online version. Or it's not the Elder Scrolls Online version. It is completely MMORPG. Do you think they ever would have made one? Or, sorry, I guess to follow with the, like, I always thought they did it to capitalize on the money opportunity that they saw that Rockstar was capitalizing on with gta i guess that was where my brain was going um i could see that they i could see them looking at the success of gta online and them thinking hey maybe we should make an online game but them doing an mmorpg because elder scrolls is kind of the setting that a lot of mmorpgs are in is the fantasy type setting yeah. so However, going back to GTA, 
I would almost I wouldn't say that it is the strict MMORPG category. However, if you wanted to soften the definition of it, you could consider it one because you make That's a character, true. right? Yeah. You can role play as that character. There's literally role playing servers for GTA. <laughs> and then it is a massive multiplayer online game. You go around and you do quests, so to speak, with your friends that level up your character to then unlock future things. Okay, yeah, it, you, you could definitely make the argument. MMORPG stands for Massive Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. Yes. So, by that standard, GTA is that. So, I, could, I would more say that GTA kind of expanded on that. Uh, genre of game a little bit rather than people expanding off of GTA. Okay. Like they took MMORPGs and they took Grand Theft Auto, kind of merged it together and make their own cool new thing. Yeah. it's kind of, I always thought of it like how when the MCU happened and it worked and then every single uh, production company afterwards was like, we have to have our franchise with a lot of movies a lot of crossover whatnot to try and rival the mcu because like that was the big money maker so i always thought of gta online as like the gaming version of that where like every other franchise is like okay well now we have to have our online version so that way we can hope to tra travel across three different consoles yeah i don't think there is ever going to be a game i shouldn't say that. the idea of a game doing that on the regular will not happen. It's always going to be one game every two to three decades, I would say. Um, of course, you're going to have games like, uh, of course, Super Mario that stay relevant on the Nintendo 64 and you play them on that their original console. But I don't think there's many games, if any, that just go from the next console to the next one. I mean, you have a lot of games that are just straight PC games. So like World of Warcraft, you know, you can't really compare it to that to GTA because it's on PC. Does Minecraft count or did they just technically expand to include consoles and then it's going to so Minecraft going. started on PC and then it expanded on the consoles. Yeah. So I would say you would not find another console oriented game. Because okay. GTA did not come out on to PC until later. Same thing yeah. with Red Dead Redemption. I'm pretty sure. I don't think you're going to find another game that does that. Unless Rockstar puts out GTA 6. And it is... That would be my next question. I've seen a lot of people. And I'm, I know that there is in no way, shape, or form GTA 5 is losing a fan base or anything like that. But just... Out of me searching Reddit and stuff, uh, there have been a lot of people who are like, all right, we're waiting for GTA 6. GTA 5 was great. Give us GTA 6. Like, I, I was just curious your thoughts on GTA 6. Like, do you think they can just keep going with 5s online? Or do they, like, obviously they can. But just so, what are your thoughts? Obviously, 6 isn't coming out for a little while. Because 5 is porting to the new console. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that you noticed with... Red Dead Redemption is they remastered it and near the beginning of the life cycle of the uh, three, six, no, yeah, the Xbox One, PS4. 
and then Red Dead Redemption 2 came out towards the end of the life cycle of the PS4, Xbox One. I think that could be a possibility for GTA 6, where GTA 5 is ported to the new consoles, being the 5 in the Series X and S. And then near the end of the life cycle for PS4, or PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S, GTA 6 could come out. Okay. So I think it's going to be a couple years. And it could even be more than that. It could come out not on the consoles that have just released, but the ones after those. The PS6, I'm assuming they're going to stick with the same thing, and the PS Alphabet version 2. Or the Xbox Alphabet version 2. No, Knowing them, they'll go from the 1X to the Series X to the Xbox Xbox X or something stupid. Yeah, I would love it if they went back to like the 720. Or how about yeah? I know this is like a meme, so that this is not original at all. But I saw somebody say they want a Y box. Okay, I could see them doing that, uh, like an A box, B box, Y box. (laughs) B box is great. (laughs) Um, Okay, sorry about that. Uh, But yeah, um, okay, that's interesting. I this is actually a good lead into the second thing I wanted to say about GTA. This is a complete hot take, and I've thought a lot about this, and I'm pretty sure it's just for nostalgia purposes. But I have always liked GTA 4 more than GTA 5. Um, and I think it's just because from the sixth through the eighth grade, every single Friday night when I would come home from school, me and my f- like eight friends would all play GTA 4 like three years straight it just that's how it was and i have so many great memories from gta 4 and so i just feel like that's probably why i like that game more because i never experienced that with gta 5 i did get the game i tried it i didn't like at that point my friends had gone away so i did <laughs> it was kind of me doing it on my own the, the, the feeling wasn't there so i put it down as you know i tried to pick it up again like a year ago but that didn't work out so like I think just for pure nostalgia reasons, because there's not much more that I can give besides the amazing stories I can tell from middle school, I've always liked GTA 4 more than GTA 5. Yeah, I wouldn't say I like GTA 4 more than 5 because I don't really remember playing GTA 4 that much. I remember playing the base story, and that was about it. Um, However, I played GTA San Andreas a lot back in elementary school. Uh, me and my friend, we would play when we was, you know, top in cheat codes. We had a a piece of paper that we printed off, and we had folded it so many times that it literally looked like a Kleenex. That was how loose it was. <laughs> and we would just we would keep it in the box, and we would like, hey, you can have it this weekend. I'll have it the next weekend. And you know, during the week, we would take it to his house, and we would play it after school sometimes. So that was a. I had more of a connection with San Andreas than I did 4. So I would say I like San Andreas better than 4, but 5 better than San Andreas. You know, that is just interesting. Um, Random side comment. For all of our young listeners, I feel like they will never know the joys of playing on a game with cheat codes. (laughs) Like, I know that obviously there are games that will do, like, um, specialty codes to give you free stuff inside of the game or whatnot. But, like, 
back in the olden days, and we're not even that old, but back in our youth, when you would play a game and it, you would like scour the internet for cheat codes to like give you something fun. Uh, I, I, I specifically remember using all the cheat codes for the Spider-Man 2004 GameCube game. There was one that made you swing around with a big head. I know that's really random, but like all of that stuff. That's just that good old times and the random side comment. But I definitely, I've heard a lot of people say that San Andreas was their favorite GTA. Yeah. On the cheat code thing, I just remember if you didn't get it right, you just got mad and more mad every time you messed it up. And then eventually you just went to a different cheat code. You're like, fuck it. I'll, I'll take a, a boat instead of a helicopter. Yeah. That was that was me with Saints Row. There's a lot of cheat codes to give you just essentially superpowers inside of the game. And if you even mess up by like one click, you're just totally screwed in it. Yeah, you would just get so pissed off. Okay. Rolling them back in here. So uh yeah, sorry. <laughs> GTA as a series, it's been it's gotten great. I think it'll do better because Rockstar, I think, does have the best interest in their players, even though it may not seem like it. Rockstar is owned by a company called Take-Two Interactive. And I don't know the complete relationship between the two, like how much Take-Two is over Rockstar. But Rockstar continuously puts out stuff that people like, and that is good. So I think they do have the best interest in players at heart, even though sometimes they may mess up. So I think GTA 6 will be good. I think it will be the most popular game ever. I think it could easily surpass Minecraft if they get it out early enough. I think at this point in time, video games and just nerd nerd culture in general is at a very, very high and I don't know if that has continued to go up or down, but I think if GTA 6 can come out while it is still at a high, it could surpass it very easily, I think. Yeah, because I highly doubt there's going to be a Minecraft 2. Yes. They've tried to do some spinoff games, but anyways, GTA 6, I think the people who have played the good GTA games are getting older, like us, right? Mm-hmm. And then we, we're getting our own money, so we're just going to get it. And then young kids younger are actually being introduced to video games more, I think. Yeah, especially in this post-pandemic world where video games had, every video game had record sales because we were all stuck inside and all became gamers. Yeah, and then I think the older demographic who didn't play games, or not as many people play games, were the people who are our age that played games, right? So I just think there's more video game players overall between any age demographic. So I think GTA 6 has the potential to be one of the biggest games ever, if not the biggest. There we go. There's your segue into the next uh, gaming franchise I know you wanted to discuss. Red Dead Redemption 2 is the biggest game ever. No. (laughs) Well, I was going to say... Since you're talking about GTA 6, did you want to discuss RDR before I ask about RDR 3? <laughs> um, I'm not even thinking about RDR 3 because it is... Red Dead Redemption has been out for 
uh, a little under three years. It'll be three years in November. So it, it's just way too early to even be thinking about it. Yeah, we know that they can be online for at least eight years. So I don't know if it'll be on that long because it probably won't have as long of a life shelf or shelf life as GTA Five, just because it's not. The Western theme isn't as liked by everyone. Where GTA is literally just real life, but you know you can do what you want, so more people will enjoy that. Anyway, it, it is interesting because, as I mentioned earlier, about a year ago I attempted to play GTA Five, and then I also got Red Dead Redemption Two, and then I was playing with you, and I oddly found. Red Dead Redemption 2, more appealing to me personally than GTA 5. No idea why, but I did. So you may continue. I just figured I would mention that since you talked about it. I think that's a good actually segue into it, even though we've kind of shifted over. But the differences between the two games are, you know, some would say that they're not really all that different. It just one's Western, one's not. The main thing with RDR 2 is it gives times for the players to be by themselves. In a lot of games nowadays, it is continuously throwing stuff at you. Like, hey, even if it's like a uh, like an Assassin's Creed, it's like, hey, there's this little thing over here that you can do, right? Oh, hey, you can go do this little side quest. Oh, hey, there's a little uh, perch you can go and like synchronize, right? Red Dead Redemption 2 says, here's the world. What are you doing? You can ride on your horse for three hours. And some people enjoy that. I know uh, parents who literally like, hey, let's play Red Redemption with their kid, and their kid's like, I want to, I want to drive the horse, and they'll just drive or ride the horse for like thirty minutes. And I think that is one of the great things about Red Redemption is it leaves you to yourself. You can go do missions, you can go hunt, you can go do this stuff, but you can just sit there and just look at a game that is very beautiful. But it doesn't make you do anything. And it doesn't throw stuff at you. And I think that's the big difference between GTA and Red Dead. Is that GTA has... It's obviously in a large city. And it's always something happening. There's always cars driving. There's always people. There's something happening at all times. And I think this just helps your um, your point. When I started GTA 5, I watched some YouTube videos, same with Red Dead Redemption 2, as far as like, you know, what should I be doing? And the GTA 5 seemed extremely overwhelming. There's just a crap ton of stuff that's thrown at you. you I constantly felt like I was behind everybody else and whatnot. And in Red Dead Redemption 2, I didn't have that feeling. I felt like, like, I know we kind of talked about this when we were comparing Neverwinter with Warframe, but the... There was like that feeling where, like you said, I could just do what I wanted to do and there was no, I had no worries in the world. I could just like play the game the way I wanted to play it instead of with GTA 5, it felt like I had to play it a very certain way. Otherwise I was not going to be able to do the, st- the eventually get to the point where I could do fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I think it is really a game of, whereas Red Dead Redemption 2 is relaxation. GTA 5 is still relaxing and to some degree, but it is more intense, you know, going out and shooting people, doing heists, getting, you know, doing races, going, flying helicopters, even flying motorcycles. Whereas Red Redemption 2 is, you can go fish. You can, you know, go up in the mountains 
and hunt elk with your buddies. You can play poker. You can go to a salon or saloon and drink with your friends. It's you can very drink salon. calming. Yeah, you can get your haircut too in the saloon. <laughs> um, it there is, of course, intense moments in online and the story mode, but overall, it is more relaxing and more leaving you to your own or leaving you to a story where GTA is just straight run and gun most of the time, not all the time. But now fully going into Red Dead Redemption 2, I think it's one of the greatest video game stories ever. I know a lot of people think it's overhyped, and I can see that. I can see how, you know, some people would think that it could be because it's the Western or it could be because, you know, it is a long game and there's so much. But I think it, I think one of the things Rockstar does well is make characters that you can get attached to and just like or just absolutely hate. <laughs> and I think that is really ev- the greatest piece of evidence is Red Dead Redemption 2. You love John Marston because he was in Red Dead Redemption 1, but then. You get this whole new character you play as. You don't know who he is, right, until you play the game. And you immediately like him. Not immediately, but pretty well into the game you like him. And then you immediately have characters that are like, I don't like you. You're a rat. Kill you. I want to, but I can't. Or annoying characters like, I have a plan, Dutch. So... With that being said, I think Rare Image 2 can be considered one of the greatest stories of all time, but I can also see how people would argue against it. But to me, it's one of the greatest. Um, and this is where I have what I think is an interesting question. For the majority of the beginning of us playing games together, you would talk about how amazing the story was in RDR 2, and how it was your favorite, how it was the best, even if I never even played the... Uh, online i needed to play the story and so my question is do you pref- just purely based on story don't worry about like gameplay or anything like that rdr2 or god of war mm. i would say at the time of releasing the games reddit or redemption 2 um i remember thinking when god of war won the game of the year over Red Dead Redemption 2 i was kind of a little upset to be honest, because I thought Red Dead Redemption 2 was supposed to win it, in my eyes. But now, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is still better, but not as big of a difference. Okay. Red Dead Redemption 2 gave a lot of... I don't want to say closure, because it literally is a prequel to the second game, which is closure. But it gave a lot of story that I think was missing. Whereas God of War restarted a story. Okay. So I think the next God of War, God of War Ragnarok, or God of War 2021, whatever you want to call it, could be better than Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2. Just because of the nature of the of where it as where it is in reference to its story. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. 
you know, because I didn't have like Artreus is kind of cool, right? In my I think he was a little spoiled brat and this stuff. And near the end, he kind of got chill, which I liked. So for a good chunk of that, I didn't like Artreus as much as I probably will in the second one. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the second one anyways. But in Red Dead Redemption 2, there was characters that I was already in love with. And then I got to see them again. So I was already invested in the story as well. Whereas in God of War, I was getting invested. You know, I love putting money in and getting some out, but I love when my money's already in and making me more. <laughs> and that's what Red Dead Redemption 2 is. So then, secondary question. A lot of people tend to not like prequel movies because since they've already then since they already know what happens to all the characters, um, they often feel very forced. You know, they'll try and explain if some guy was missing his leg in the first movie. You know, they they feel the need to tell that story or whatnot, and then it leads to not the greatest storytelling. Or like, since you already know what happens to characters, you don't feel emotionally invested. Like that's the comparison I'm making. Since this RDR two was technically a prequel. Do you feel like it fell into any of those traps? Did you feel um, any less emotional involvement because you already knew that maybe a character passed away in the in the first game or whatnot? Like, I guess speak to that just a little bit. Okay, before I, I start, do you care about spoilers? No, I don't mind. Okay, then people listening, I don't care about you as much as I care about Jacob. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys been spoiling it. So, in Red Dead Redemption 1, John Marston dies. So... I kind of knew that, hey, he's, he could be in Red Adams too, but I'm probably not going to have the greatest emotional attachment because I know how he dies, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they did do uh, relating to like the leg story is that in Red Adams 1, John Marston has scars on his face. And one of the first missions that you get in Red Adams 2 is, you know, after the blizzard has come, you have to go out and save and find John. And you find John after he's been attacked by wolves and he has the scars before they've healed. It's still got blood and everything on him. So it's like it has one of those little things you talked about. Where, you know, he get his scars or you found the missing leg, as you said. <laughs> However, in Reddit Edition 1, there is no talk of Arthur Morgan. I don't think there's any talk of Hosea Matthews. Um, I don't know if they talk about Charles Smith or Sadie Adler. Uh, and a lot of other gang members like Micah, uh, Kieran. Uh, I can't remember a lot of the lesser characters' names. Uh, Lenny, Jenny, the a lot of the women in camp besides Abigail Marston. And... Uh, there's another, there's one that Miss Grimshaw. Uh, there's a lot of other women in the camps. I can't remember their names, but I know exactly what they look like. And then, of course, John's kid, Jack. So Jack is also in the first game as well as Abigail. And Uncle is in both games as well. But you see Jack as a young kid. So he's not like that teenager. You get him as a kid, that innocent, in a wild west gang so it's kind of cool to see that and have the you know adorable moment or whatnot but there is a lot of characters that aren't spoken of 
in the first game. So there's a lot of unknown. I'm glad that you said that. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I I was going to say, that was a very long approach to a short answer. Well, I am glad that you mentioned the part about people in the second game not mentioned in the first one, because I completely forgot to put that in my question at the beginning, because that's another thing. When prequels will try, in trying to create a story, they may create a very impactful character or circumstance that then wasn't mentioned in the first one. And you're like, well, wait a second. Why would... Why would there not even been a mention of that at this point or whatever? Like, you know how fans are. They'll, they'll try and <laughs> they'll put a puzzle piece somewhere. Yeah. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 actually answers that question in the very end of the game. Um, there's a little hidden dialogue between Jack and his wife, Abigail. Or it may have been Jack and John. Anyways, someone asked John about Arthur and he goes, you know, I really don't like talking about him, but I think about him a lot. So that gave them the out to say, hey, he didn't he doesn't like talking about Arthur because what Arthur did for John is a tremendous impact on his life. And he probably saved him from a lot of hurt that he did eventually get, you know, because he was killed in the first. Or, yeah. In Red Edition one, he was eventually killed, but he saved him and he got him out of the gang when it was going to shit. So he thanks Arthur for that, and he doesn't like to talk about it since he really basically saved him and his family their lives. That's interesting, and I I know you were saying about not caring about the spoilers, but I also, this is just, once again, me being a, a casual gamer. It is, in my personal opinion, from all the videos I've watched, lists I've read, just ones that I know about, I'm pretty sure most people consider his death at the end of the first game, like the, you could say greatest video game death, most memorable video game death. Like whenever I see a list, it is on there at either one or two for something or other. So I feel like everybody knows he dies. Yeah. Um, if you don't know John Marston, the whole basis of the first game is that he goes and kills his gang members. And then he gets backstabbed by the person who hires him to kill him. And they all kill John at his family ranch. Anyways, the person who enlists John to go after his gang members is also in the second game. And at the time, he is going after the gang at that moment. His name is, uh, I want to say it's Ross. Officer Ross, Pinkerton Ross, whatever you call it. Him and another person, Milton. Milton and Ross are going after the Dutch Vanderlyn gang. And then at the first game, Ross gets John to help hunt down the rest of them. And then near the end... Ross kills John, and then you play as Jack, and then Jack can go kill Ross. So there's a lot of overlapping story there. What was your question? There, were, there, there wasn't a question. I was just saying that if somebody didn't have that already spoiled, they probably just aren't a gamer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was, you know, like the top 10 anime betrayals. That is kind of like that, too where he was, you know, he went out and he, John became a good person, so to speak, and he was trying to do good. And then he ends up, you know, finishing out his story, finishing out the stuff he needs to do, and then he gets taken out as a, at his own home by Pinkerton's U.S. Marshals and gets killed. It's very Shakespearean, and I like it. 
Yeah, it is very back and forth. It is a lot like The Last of Us, to be honest. Last of Us Part 2, where, oh, you killed this person, well, I'm going to kill that person because you killed this person. Well, no, I'm going to come back and kill you then. Well, no, I'll come back and kill you. It's a lot of back and forth. And Red Dead Redemption 1, I think, is more heavy now that Red Dead Redemption 2 has come out. It was the kind of like the last part of all people just dying. It was like the last gunslinger of the West dying, even though I doubt that was what it was. It kind of felt that way to me. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. But Red Dead Redemption 2, speaking more specifically on Red Dead Online, has been a little bit lackluster here lately. A new update is on the horizon, but I don't really know what's going to happen with it. Uh, they've introduced the the specialist roles, which is cool, and it's like it's basically just like various businesses in GTA Online, but instead you're like a hunter, or I'm sorry, you're a trader, or a bounty hunter, or a moonshiner, or whatever it is. Bounty hunting is fun. Yeah, it's it is a lot of fun. Um, especially with other people, because you can get more targets at one time. Anyways, a lot of people are asking for stuff, and they're like, hey, yeah, we hear you. And then they just haven't added that stuff. And a lot of people are getting very angry that they're not. So, a couple examples are, one, heists. There are s- some stuff that could be considered a heist. Like, one of the story missions in Red Dead Online, you rob a bank. But it's not a heist on the level of GTA 5 online or GTA online. Uh, you can also steal jewelry from a mansion from one of the newest missions, but it's not to the extent of the GTA 5 story mission where you actually go and rob a jewelry store and you make millions of dollars. So they've kind of added it, but a lot of people want a like dedicated heist to going and making a lot more money than what they have been doing. Another thing that people are wanting is property, whether that be a house, a ranch, or something else just besides your basic camp that you have. And I think that this will be one of the greatest things that Reddit 2 or Reddit Online could have is a place where you can uh, have crypts do your trading stuff, where you can have, you know, Maggie in the basement doing moonshine. You can, you know, have other stuff just around you, like almost like a little base to where you can have your operations kind of close by you. Like how GTA Online has the, uh, what is it called? It's It's a vehicle where you can start missions from the place, and you can also have a nightclub, I think. Or is it an arcade? It's one of those two, where you can literally run your uh, all of your businesses at one place. And I think that is what the property uh, online DLC, or whatever you want to call it, should be. is a place where you can run your businesses, or your specialist roles, as they're called, in one place. And I think that will be a later update if that is how they plan to do it. I don't know what their plans are. I wish I did because then I would actually be excited and I would play the game a lot more than I do because I would actually want to like 
you know, get in there and make the money for this update that would be coming later on. Could you imagine if, obviously I know Red Dead Online is not like a, a uh, decorating simulator, but the amount of like extra stuff they could put into actually decorating your property. I know that not everybody's into that, but like me personally, I was saving up money when I was playing for like the very specific outfit that I wanted to wear for the remainder. So like I could then save up money for, I don't know, the couch I want to put in the foyer. I know that's like just random. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess one argument that Rockstar could make is that they've already given you a property, the Moonshine Shack. It's literally a shack that you run Moonshine and you have a uh, easy speak down in the basement, a bar and a band in your Moonshine operation. So that it is kind of a property, but not to the extent that people are really wanting. As an outsider, I could completely understand the want for a place to run everything at once from. So I do it, Rockstar. Yeah, it, it, to be honest, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that extravagant. Um, a lot of people want to have a rancher or specialist role where I don't know exactly how it works, but in the story mode at the very end, when John builds his house, you can feed chickens. You can move hay bales. You can wheelbarrow cow shit out of the barn. And that gives you like cow milk. And that gives you eggs and other stuff that you can then put in a wagon and sell for money in the game. So they've already done it in the story and people are wanting it and online. I think that'd be super fun to, to take care of the ranch. Yeah. So I think. I don't want to say I think they are doing it, but I hope they are because people have asked for it. They've already done it in the story. I, if my best bet, if I was at Rockstar, I would be doing it, but I would be trying to see how we can improve on it. You know, how can we make it to where people want to play our game? You know, every, like this is the game they want to come home and play. How can we make that ranch the thing they want to come home to and play? Now, obviously, you're going to have people who actually are ranchers that don't want to do that. Because <laughs> I know I actually have played with someone who is, I want to say, a cow farmer. I know he has cows and he takes care of them and he does it. And he has said that, yeah, that sounds cool, but I don't want to do my job in a game. So I wouldn't be as interested in that, which I completely understand. However, I know a lot of people have asked for it. All that makes me think of is uh, I had a friend who was trying to get into Minecraft and I was like, how come you're not into it? And he essentially said, uh, because I spend all day working on a conveyor belt. Uh, he does like an assembly line work. And he was like, I don't want to come home and then spend all night just chopping away at blocks. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. so that actually is like a that makes a lot of sense about the, the cow farmer yeah I, I basically said that because I wanted to say that it's not the whole fan base that wants to do that it is it may be a majority or a good chunk of it that is wanting that but not every single person because I know he's not the only one and there's other roles that people are wanting like an outlaw role which would be cool if it was not uh, griefing based, you know, you didn't go out and just hurt other players for money. 
you know, that, that could... <laughs> we yeah. ran into a couple toxic cowboys. <laughs> yeah. GTA is more toxic than Red Dead, but there is still toxic people in Red Dead. I think an outlaw role could be cool if it was like the role that did heists and rob banks and, you know, stole stagecoaches and did all of the illegal stuff, even though everything you do pretty much is legal. Not technically, but kind of. <laughs> like you do bounding hunting, which isn't illegal, but you kill people probably illegally when you do it. Makes sense. Anyways, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that could go in Red Dead, Redemption, Red Dead Online that would be fun for players that I think Rockstar hasn't put in yet that they have thought about putting in. And hopefully they follow through. Yeah. Hopefully they don't, hopefully they follow through and that they don't take too long. I think they've waited too long on a lot of stuff, but I think they need to get a good update that is very enticing to players very soon, or it is going to go downhill very quickly. That's what I have kind of taken from your rantings on the game. They don't do updates enough. And a couple of the times when you were like super excited for an update, what they gave you like just was completely underwhelming. I wouldn't say that everything isn't exactly what I wanted. I mean, it's not exactly what I wanted, but a lot of stuff is cool. But oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I wouldn't say that they don't update it enough. I would say that when they do update it, it's not enough. If they, you know, put in heists, put in properties, put in maybe another role or two, then that would be enough. GTA 5 or GTA Online has done that. Like they just added a new heist, right? After what, six, seven years, maybe eight. And Red Dead Redemption 2 hasn't done it in its third year of it being a game. So that it's very disappointing to see that it's taken this long to put stuff out like that. Makes sense. I follow. But honestly, I could see that being like a very end goalish game. Like you don't want to give it to players at the very beginning because they're just going to run through it. And then it's not going to be any fun. They'll play it for like three years and be done. And it would already be dead. And they would already have to be making something else. Right. Rather than little updates. So I can see the thing of wanting to take time with it, but I think they've extended the time of waiting too much. I can completely understand where you're coming from. That's all I have on the online. However, I do want to speak on single-player DLCs with these two games very quickly. GTA uh, Online and Red Dead Online have kind of killed their single-player DLCs if you remember, they had Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare, which is basically zombie versions with John Marston and Red Dead Redemption. And then they also had uh, DLCs for GTA 4 with... Uh, Out of Gay County. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then there was some motorcycle one. <laughs> so that was the kind of the end of the era of single-player DLCs when... GTA Online came out and Red Dead Online came out, which a lot of people don't like, but it's very understandable to see why they do that. And it is money. It's completely money. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's going to be what moves the needle. Money. Yeah, That's all I have to say about the games. Um, I love them. 
I'm going to continue to play them, and hopefully Rockstar just continues to do them because they obviously do a good job. They've made some of the greatest games ever, I think, and not just in my opinion, on a lot of people's opinion. Yeah, that that's what I not in my personal opinion, but also I haven't really played them. But from what I've seen from everybody else, I would completely agree with you. Um I will say that uh obviously anybody coming into this would have assumed that the majority of the podcast would be talking about DR and GTA, just because those are their two biggest, but I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to two other games that Rockstar did in the early 2000s, so of course, showing my age here, uh, one is called Manhunt. And a lot of people do know this game because it was the Saw version of video games. So for people who don't know, Saw is a movie franchise that got famous for its torture porn, like gore, gory kills. Uh, how creatively can we murder someone? And there was a Saw adaptation video game but it was kind of eh. Like you, you enjoyed it if you watched the movies, but it's not like, like they kind of just replicated the kills from the movies. Manhunt said, what is the, what is the most creative way you can kill someone in a video game? So it was like the saw effect of video games. And so a lot of people played it. The sequel was also really good. There was just a, a, a double dose of the first one, just kind of ramped up everything. So most people who played the first Manhunt game would know it was really good. If, and of course you, You'd have to like that kind of stuff. But uh, it was like if Hitman was like R-rated. Although I don't, that's not how they do it for. So, because I think Hitman is M. Uh, M plus. I, I forget what's above M. And NC-17 is, sorry, I, I keep comparing. I, I don't keep think there is anything above M. Okay. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry I kept using the movie rating. But uh, Manhunt, because of the graphical capabilities of 2003, I think it was M or it may have even been less because it didn't look that graphic, but uh, it would be the equivalent of like the Hitman where you sneak around and you just kind of take people out. But if there was just a bunch of gore involved, so that's Manhunt. Um, <laughs> good job, Rockstar. I actually, I was super sad. This uh, game felt like a prime. G so like we've been in this era of like they're remastering everything for the newer consoles. And so I felt like Manhunt was a game that really deserved a remaster, especially with the graphics update. I think it would just be so great. Or even if they just did like, I don't know, Manhunt 3 Reborn. That's like a terrible name, but something like that. <laughs> they just kind of brought it back. I feel like a lot of people would buy it just for nostalgia purposes. And then, of course, there are a lot of people nowadays who may even just like playing it, if even if they never played the earlier ones. But anyway, then... Another game that, um, <laughs> so there is like a whole subgenre of games that are like movie tie-in games where there is a game that's developed in like a year so that way it can come out at the same time as a movie. Or sometimes they'll just straight up make a movie, a game that was like adaptation of a movie first instead of the other way around. Most of the time, these suck. It's like a meme in the community. However, once again, I was looking at a lot of lists I personally played this, so I also felt like it was good, but I was looking at a lot of lists and everybody seems to agree that the 2005 The Warriors game is like the best movie tie-in video game adaptation. And for those of you who don't know, The Warriors is like the king of all cult classic movies. Like when it came out, it just utterly bombed. And then the more time that has passed, the more people grow to love this movie. That's why it's like it's a cult classic status. And so this was a video game that almost 
completely copies the original movie story-wise except there's like added i don't want to call them side quests but in the movie they only meet with i think it's four of the different gangs even though in new york there's like 60 different gangs so in the game they even add their own creative ones or they take ones that you see in the big scene with all the gangs at the beginning of the movie and then they just kind of develop those characters and so like this just completely goes back to what Connor was saying about Rockstar creating great characters. I really feel like that shows in the Warriors game because they they take these essentially background actors and make them into full-fledged characters that you're like, well, shit, I like you, or dang, I really hate you. Just I felt like it was worth noting that Rockstar did Manhunt and the Warriors, and they both are great. And if you played, if you were alive in 2003, you probably played both those games. Yeah, and uh, I've never played those games. A couple other games that I know Rockstar has made, but I've also never played are uh, Max Payne 3, uh, Bully, and L.A. Noir. Those three games. Uh, Bully is probably more of the, the more popular of the three, where people are have asked for Bully 2. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But then L.A. Noir, I've seen people say it's a pretty decent game. But I've never seen anyone play Max Payne three. <laughs> the- <laughs> I never played Max Payne three. I did play the first Max Payne, but obviously they didn't do it. I will say, I know I mentioned in an earlier podcast. I have played La Noire instead of playing the Mafia trilogy for some reason. When I was a kid, I just played La Noire, and I liked it. I thought it was really good. I like Mafia stuff, so I, and it's ironic because I still have just not played the Mafia trilogy. But and that's besides the point. La Noire is a good game too. I, I never knew it was Rockstar until you told me like six months ago. Yeah, but Rockstar, I think, is a good company. They just, they do take a long time to put out stuff. Um, but it works for them. I mean, they put out, what, GTA in 2013, and they didn't put out until 2015. 2018, so five years later, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's been three years since they've put out a game since then. So they are obviously taking more time than most companies, but it seems to be working. So just let them do with them. It definitely goes to show that uh, quality over quantity. Yes. Did you hear that, Assassin's Creed? You kind of fixed your shit, though. Kind of. (laughs) Don't worry, folks. We will be discussing ubisoft later did you hear that call of duty that's the main (laughs) that's the ones that need to hear (laughs) call of duty is beyond repair once again we'll talk about that at some point but that oh good lord (laughs) Um, that's all i got yeah same here thank y'all so much for listening and we will see you in the next one bye y'all doses